Well, welcome to a special care home management podcast, uh, looking at interior design of care homes as we move um, out of the uh, COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, well, delighted to be, to be joined by Kerry Southern Reason. She is managing director at uh, the Care Homes Interior Company. Kerry, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, I suppose that in this, it's quite a complex area, isn't it? I mean, what did we learn from the pandemic in terms of interior design? I suppose what worked and what didn't work, and then maybe for care homes that are thinking about investing in interior design now are there other things and new things they must take into consideration which maybe they didn't before yes this subject is huge you know and obviously we always have to consider budgets but when designing homes we consider what we've learned right at the beginning and it can even be from sourcing a site to the size because sadly what you do need is space We did find through government studies that the purpose-built buildings, the residents had a better chance of survival and less serious illness than the older homes. And that's predominantly due to airflow. Mm. So, you know, if I had to think about not something that you can change easily. So to start with, what I'll do is I'll talk about the things that at the design stage are what we need to consider. So the biggest thing is the width of corridors. There was a research done by the Chinese Academy of Science in Beijing, and it said that a slight change of airflow can significantly alter the virus's spread pattern. Difference in the corridor width, walking speeds, and indoor architecture structure, temperature, and humidity has a huge effect on how the virus acts. It said it went as far to say that even staying 1.83 meters behind the person in front of you in a narrow corridor is not sufficient and wearing a mask to not be at risk of catching the virus. It also found that the virus hovers at waist height. So for elderly residents and a lot of them sort of bend over and are, are shorter as you shrink with age, it puts them at severe risk that that's where the virus hovers for quite a long time after being exposed. So we try and think about this when designing a care home at the very outset. We think about the width of the corridors, if we can make them wider, and obviously that does have a substantial cost. Um, We also think of a big fundamental thing is we try and make units We've always done this, actually, in recent years because of dementia, it's best practice anyway. So what we do is we try and stack the feature areas. We will have through the central core, ideally in a perfect world, all of your things like your cinema, your private dining, your gym, your hair salon, so that if anybody on a unit got COVID or any other D&V, any sort of illness that you need to lock that unit down for, those key areas can still be used by other members of the home. So for instance, if a home has a nursing, uh, say a a hair salon on the second floor amongst the residents, even pre-pandemic, we were already moving away from doing that if that was a dementia unit, because a dementia person in some circumstances meets everybody for the first time every day they wake up. So if it's you've got obviously all the people they live with is is more than enough to deal with let alone strangers coming in every day into your home to use your hair salon we were already doing that with best practice of dementia but actually it also has a huge benefit 
with a pandemic or illness outbreak, because what it means you can do is you can shut down whichever unit is got that illness or virus or whatever it may be. And the rest of the home can still access all the other feature areas. No, it's interesting, isn't it? So it's, it's finding those wins. You talked about budget. You talked about best practice. Uh, and it's really hard to, if you've got narrow corridors, you've got narrow corridors, haven't, haven't you? So, so something you- like, yeah, so what's, I mean, is it about finding those those quick wins and using that sort of techniques and tips that you talk about to try and find other ways around what is a, an ongoing situation? Yeah, so, you know, even in an older building, it's not all lost. So in an older building, ideally you'd put in a ventilation system and that would increase the ventilation and heat recovery, and that would extract the van, the germs, but retain yeah. the heat. Mm. So, you know, that's what you can do in an older building. In newer buildings, we are trying to make sure that we have larger windows, that all the windows have trickle vents, so that you can obviously get a constant gentle airflow. If you've got the space and the availability, individual bedrooms to have balconies on the first and second floors, we encourage if that's possible. We try to make sure as well that all back of house, so your staff can enter the building through a separate entrance to the rest of the residents in the home. So they can come in, be COVID tested or temperature tested, which is what we're doing now rather than the actual Mm. full testing. Mm. As they enter the building and then they are in a unit where they can access PPE if, if that's needed, use as ch- staff changing rooms, you know, and therefore yeah. then into the unit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of, um, you mentioned space a couple of times and from an interior design um, perspective, moving away just from the sort of infections yeah. and airborne uh, transmissions, but are there any good tips on how you can create more space in a car? Is it about, you know, decluttering? Is it about knocking walls down? What is it? There's there's a couple of trains of thought. So the larger the communal facility, the better, because you can social distance. So in a lounge, the biggest, more space you've got, obviously, the better. And if you can do that by taking down internal walls or losing one bedroom just to give you some bigger space, that's good. You can also phase your dining room usage. So we know some homes have had three sittings in the dining room. I know operationally that's harder, but it means that you don't have so many people in the dining room because the majority of care homes will just have one big dining room in a non-dementia area. In the dementia area, they tend to, in the ones we've designed recently, have smaller dining areas. So it's not such a big issue. But if you still do a phase dining, then not everyone is in so close proximity whilst eating so even something as simple than that a big thing also is you know when we're designing or refurbishing making sure and it does cost a little bit more but making sure that every surface has an antimicrobial treatment yeah so the treatments are effective against lots of bacteria and viruses from dust mites to mrsa c diff and sars covid too so what that means is that as soon as some either the virus itself a droplet or any sort of boss village or whatever it may be comes into contact the treatment starts to deactivate the bacterial virus straight away and you know if you think about it we use the wall coverings we use are antimicrobial, the carpets are antimicrobial, the curtains are antimicrobial, and <clears throat> even antimicrobial all your surfaces. So, you know, technically, bar ornaments, hence the decluttering, 
the books you know you still want it to be a home so that's still really important mm. but you don't want stacks of stuff that can trap in yeah fire. yeah I mean that's an interesting point isn't it, about being the home and that's obviously what your your skills are and keeping it homely because you don't want it to become too clinical do you it's not a hospital no totally and and I think that there is a fear for some people, you know, at the, at the early stages, think that's it. Everything's got to change. You know, we we can't we can't put carpets on any longer in care homes. We have to go back to wood floors. But you know, the interesting thing with carpets is that the actual fibres act as a mini filter system, and because they're antimicrobial, they actually start to deactivate the virus as soon as it impacts. Whereas with hard surfacing, hard the, sorry, the hard surface flooring. They can be quickly become airborne again when you open doors, windows, wheelchairs or anything that sort of makes it move. So carpets have a benefit where most people would think it's a negative. There are obviously negatives from a design perspective of sound absorption, homely environment and even energy saving. You know, carpets are huge in trapping in heat and helping with the energy bills, which is, you know, a, quite a popular topic at the minute. But they do actually help prevent the spread of virus, which I think in most people's brain, you wouldn't think that would instantly be the case. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned energy costs there. I mean, just as a slight diversion there. I mean, is there any role that interior design can play in helping to, at the moment, care homes to reduce their energy costs? I mean, totally. So carpets will help. Good lines, at least, if not interlined curtains will help. Anything that can absorb and hold the heat, so the upholstery will help, you know, especially fabrics rather than leathers. And the fabrics nowadays are so good to be treated because they're antimicrobial. It is possible to clean them effectively with all sorts of spillages. You know, fabric mm. is what, you you know, fabric, as long as it's treated, so it's not acting as a virus hoarder, it's great in helping with energy because it retains the heat. Yes, yes. So just really to, to sum up, is there maybe like, I don't know, three key things you think care homes could do now to, you know, they listen to this and they'll go away and look at their own care home. Three, maybe three key points they can do to see whether they are doing enough around you know, COVID ongoing or energy. What what should they do? So can they do say, their own little audit as, as such? Yeah, so some... Some quick gains for existing homes would be to consider putting mini medical stores in rooms so that if a resident does become poorly, you can fully isolate that person, hopefully in a one that now has an ensuite is ideal. But assuming they have an ensuite, you can fully isolate someone if you have their little medical cabinet within their room. Some homes have even managed to put little fridges in. So if you put a small fridge in a bedroom, that will allow for water and snacks if a wood, if a resident's isolating. As I say, the locked drinks cupboards are good. You can, a big thing, so huge is potentially coating technology that will minimise the transfer of bacteria on things like handrails, yeah. ironmongery, anything that people touch. And, and you think it's, if you really think about it, it's huge from even someone in the laundry to how many surfaces everybody touches. You know, in, in new builds and latest technology, we're even looking at censored laundries so that you don't actually <clears throat> have 
you know, all entrance doors being censored so that you haven't got to touch everything all the time. In some homes, what we're also doing is we're putting a wash basin in the entrance. So, you know, like quite a nice looking bathroom um, vanity unit. Mm. So rather than just having the hand gel, you've got something a bit more... So yeah. Yeah. So for one care group that we're working with, all of their new builds, because they noticed that during COVID, their residents didn't get the diarrhea and vomiting and the flu bug. And it wasn't just protection from 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 washing your hands. It didn't just protect the residents from COVID and the pandemic at the time. It also they realized that they didn't get all the bugs that they normally get. Mm. Because residents, you know, visitors were being screened and were being forced to wash their hands. So this one group, when with all of their new builds, we are putting purpose-built vanity units before they enter reception. So in the foyer, and they have to wash their hands before even entering the reception of the care home. Mm. Yeah, and that's, that's a great, uh, a, a great idea. Um, Kerry Southern Reason from Care Home Interiors Company. Thank you for your time. Thank you too.